Welcome to episode 97 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how are you doing today? Uh, not too bad. Played in a four-pack draft, which okay. I attempted to force Goblin Gathering and did not get there. Oh, I love <laughs> Goblin Gathering. I know, I only got three, unfortunately. No, I got four, which is unfortunately not enough. I also didn't get any to pay off for it, which was unfortunate, but... I wound up losing round one to Manny, who wound up winning the entire thing, getting the buy, and then winning my round three. So, 2-1 overall, not bad. Yep. Um, then I did the new version of Game Day for a playmate that I really didn't care about, because uh, it has Darmory on it, and I'm kind of eh about the uh -huh. art. But obviously, I'm going to play to win because I play the win with playmats. I was going to say, I mean, an ugly trophy is still a trophy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Uh, my only loss was to Manny, who then lost the finals. He's been dream crushing you lately. He has been, because Manny's root like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then he lost the finals to a guy, which kind of led to something that I think is worth talking about. Okay. When the guy won, the guy said the phrase, I'm sorry, because um, Manny's deck was very, very favored against him. Like, this is something that we talked about already, uh, like Manny, and everyone knew that Manny was just favored against any deck that revolved around creatures, and the guy was playing um, Merfolk. Okay, yeah, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he's weak to the deck that has eight board wipes, obviously. I mean, yeah, I, I can relate. We'll say that. How about... So I'm, I'm assuming Manly either had mana issues or flooded or something, because he just got rolled over. And when it's all said and done, the guy was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry I beat I mean, I'm sorry I beat you. I only came here to play. Which resulted in Manny being like, well, then concede to me. Because Manny wanted the play mat. The play mat was Domri. Manny really likes Gruul, right? Yep. And the guy's like, well, I don't know if I should do that. And Manny's, well, Manny's like, well, then why are you saying you're sorry? Right, <laughs> and I mean fair. I've literally said the exact same thing to someone before, where it's like, if you're sorry, then concede to me. Yeah. Right. Like, otherwise, don't be sorry for winning. Like, it doesn't matter why you came here. If you came here to play, that you know, and that's all you care about, then concede to me. Let me get the play mat. If you care about winning, which obviously you do, because you're not conceding to me, don't be sorry. Mm -hmm. Like. I don't believe in sympathy when it comes to playing for playmats and stuff. Like, it's just... It always sounds more like a platitude than anything actually substantial. And I've never had anyone who was actually willing to concede to me after they said they're sorry, so... <laughs> yeah, right, I know. Yeah. It's like... It's like, obviously you're not that sorry, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not sorry for winning against somebody, like... No, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things like if I play a fair game and I'm not rude to you or anything, which is usually par for the course for me. Like yep. I'm, I'm not a dick. Yeah, uh, you're, like, you're not me. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, I'm not sorry for that. No, like, like it's it, it just doesn't. Yeah, it's one of those things that you know that's like if you feel like all that's all on you, kind of almost in yeah some ways like. And I mean, I've I've gone so far as to like tell opponent an opponent I wish the games had been better. Yep. You know because like they didn't do anything, 
mm-hmm. know, I've, I've said that before, but I've never said I'm sorry. Because, you know. I mean, you could wish the games had been better and stuff like that. So you could, you know, have at least have a match, you know. Yeah. That like makes that, sense. You know, that's what I want. Like, I want to win, but I want to win because I was better than you. I don't want to win because you got land screwed. Yeah. But I still want to win. I'm okay if I win because yeah. somebody got like, land screwed. Yeah. I'm not sorry that you never saw a third land because I'm here to win. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, hope that happens, but I'm not going to be sad about it. Yeah. It's like, it'd be nice to have a good game, but still in my head, if you mold a six, I'm going five, 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 five in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like as soon as your opponent mulligans to four, like you're trying to not smile because you're like, how do I lose now? <laughs> yeah. And then I usually do, so that's always yeah, awesome. Because shit happens. But, but yeah. Another cool thing that happened is I got two full playsets of the Lavinia promo today. Really? Yeah. I got two How? personally okay. for playing in the the draft and then the game day. And my friends a bunch of my friends just gave me theirs. Really? Yep. Are those uh, cheap? Uh they're not currently listed anywhere because this is the first day you could get them. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Like, uh, Robert, I know you probably... What? Sorry? Robert is trading one to me, and he gave me a second one. Jeez. Because Robert needs to find things that I want from him because he wants things from me. Fair hence enough, why yeah. he's Hence why the one is trade instead of a gift. Yeah. yeah like... Hobbs gave me both of his. Uh, Manny gave me one. A guy named Kyle gave me one. I would be super interested in at least one of those just for the art. Noted. Because the art is super gas on that. If you play in the one o'clock draft tomorrow, you get one. That will definitely not happen, I'm <laughs> sure. But we'll we'll keep we'll keep it in mind. As far as I know, no one is showing up to that, so I'm probably not even hmm. going. Like no one I care about is showing up to it rather. <laughs> screw, screw all y'alls if you show up. <laughs> But so on a um, uh, more magic or actually that, that was a magic related topic. Gosh. Yeah, that was entirely magic related. I must just be used to last week. But on another magic related topic. So um, uh, there was a uh, ban and restricted announcement. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. So uh, if you've been paying attention, you'll notice on February 14th, because apparently Watsi loves us. Um, <laughs> be my Valentine. We yep. banned Nexus of Fate. <laughs> yeah, they Nexus of Fate is banned in arena standard formats. Nexus of Fate is not banned in traditional or specialty formats. Interesting. So, for those who don't understand what any of that means, that means it's banned in best of one and only best of one. Mm-hmm. And it's banned in the bring two sixty card decks and play against each other. Yep. That's it. That's it. It's still legal in best of three. It's mm-hmm. still legal in singleton. It's still legal in normal playing in FNM. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's yep. uh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Cool. Uh, All right, sh- there we are. Shout out to Shahar Shanhar for recording a two and a half hour game where his opponent literally did nothing but loop Nexus of Fate with no win cons left in his deck. And the only reason why the game ended is because his opponent got uh, like a 24 hour ban. Yep. Of, 
or like a five hour ban or something, which booted him out of the game. Yep, that that was a thing that happened. That that is a reality we live in. Uh, which is kind of funny because it's like, you know, we we talked about that before, where it's like it's impossible to lose if you have Nexus Bay, right? Yeah. You know, and then it's like, well, no, because if you just keep casting it, you're demonstrating a loop, and you have to say when you're going to end it, and that's exactly what it is. There's no way to end a loop in Magic Arena because there's yeah. it's just not how the game works. Yeah, there's there's stuff with that like looping stuff and like I'm not so I'll, I'll admit I'm not super up on it but at least from my computer science class I don't think there is a way to mathematically determine if a loop is happening <laughs> I'm not surprised like uh program there's no way to programmatically tell if an infinite loop is occurring and end it if that makes sense I I can't remember exactly what it is but so like there's weirdness with this like if they want to solve something like that but and this is something that will happen at like not this exact thing but this is something that will happen again in uh in magic it's just how things work exactly i mean i think the best fix i heard for it it would be like you basically have a hidden mtgo timer that you never see Mm -hmm. and unless you're playing nexus (laughs) (laughs) like you never see until it gets down like below the five minute mark yeah and basically that right like like that's the only like semi-reasonable fix i've heard i'm so against the 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 chess clock in arena though like i just don't like it i agree but i also don't know any other way to quotations fix that kind of issue right like like I don't like playing towards the clock. Yeah. It bothers like and like I wouldn't I'm not saying like, you know, the like not like the match is twenty five minutes, it's like each game is twenty five yeah. minutes. But, but like here's like so the the Nexus of Faith thing, I solved the problem already though, is the thing. Concede. Like yes, I see somebody cast Nexus of Faith, I just concede. And I move on with my life and I don't care. Like the like ninety percent of the problem is people are crying about it. I agree. But you have to take into account that in if that exact same situation happened at like the Mythic Invitational. Which they said is not going to because it's going to be pleased like a tournament. Fair. So irrelevant. But okay, so <laughs> what happens if they do something like a PTQ on Magic Arena? Like the same thing that they do on Magic Online where you can play in a PTQ to qualify for the Pro Tour. Yep. Yeah. So, then, you, then you go hit the report button and they're policing it better. They will likely be policing it better than they do a regular game and you deal with it. Like, I mean, I, I still I still just don't. It's not as big of a problem as people think it is. I agree. People can just play best of three because Nexus can't win in a best of three. Yeah. Like, and like even in best, like in be, well, one best of one really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's ladder and stuff like that, but whatever. And to 90% of the time, if somebody's looping Nexus of Fate against me, I've already lost that game. Yeah. They probably have something in play that can actually win. So yeah. whether they do or not, I'm just going to lose that game. And it's just not, not worth my time, at least with the decks that I play. Like, mm-hmm. Although I did beat that Nexus of Fate deck once. <laughs> and you're also, like, in regards to that, you're also not playing... You don't play best of one for a competitive thing, right? Like, I mean... I, 
take it for what you will. Yeah, I mean, yeah. my level of competitiveness. But even I don't, I don't really play best. I don't even play arena in a in a competitive manner. Like I play competitive decks, but like I'm not grinding the ranks or anything because I don't yeah. care. You know, half the time. I'm like, oh, I need to cast, you know, 30 white spells, better build a mono-white deck. And then I just play that until I lose, and then, you know, if I feel like playing a real deck, I'll just build my Esper deck and run that. Because that's just how I roll. Fair enough. I mean, I'm just basically playing Murder Killer, that mono-blue pile that I have that can cast its entire deck if my opponent isn't doing really proactive things. Yeah. Right. And that's the yeah. goal of it, but yeah, you know, it's yeah. like you, I don't. Your know. goal is to cast blue spells. Yes, I don't know. I like. I don't. I'm kind of happy they did something because this just makes things. I, I have to concede fewer games now. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I think a lot of it is just the salt mine. Yeah, people online like to complain about things. Also, it's cold outside. okay for stating very obvious statements (laughs) we did it but okay so john we have a topic this week we do because i am creative in thinking of things yeah i was busy getting a large truck stuck in a snowbank so (laughs) yeah both 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 succeeding admirably at their goals i guess yeah okay so what what do you got what do we got today so this this idea actually came about because of a younger kid who only ever plays on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing a Simic deck, and it's basically entirely built out of Ravnica Allegiance. There's like, I had to like tell him to go buy Lanoros to play in this deck, <laughs> All right? And the goal the goal of his deck is basically just to like play adapt creatures, right? Because that's what he enjoys. Yep. And he, for the past two weeks, you know, in between, you know, certain rounds, he'll come up to me and he'll be like, so I want to make these changes. What do you think of it? Mm-hmm. And we kind of, you know, like, you know, like I said, for the past two weeks, we've been having these conversations and it made me think of it as like a lot of newer people just don't understand how to improve their decks. You know, what does it actually take to truly improve something versus like playing in that deck? So this is more along the lines of like brewers and deck optimizers that mm-hmm. is you know it's you know just like a continuation of like the brewers episode and for you know the whole finding a deck you want to play um how to change that deck based on your meta because not every deck you find online is going to be good in every meta as we've discussed previously. Yep, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, all right, I have this deck. It's really, I think it's really sweet, but it's not quite there. John, what do I do? All right, so not really, not really sure how to like kickstart this, except for like obviously to know if your deck has a weakness, you have to play the deck a lot, right? <laughs> like that's the one thing that uh, you know the the said kid mentioned it to me today he's like i keep having issues with my mana i'm like well what's wrong with your mana 
and you know he's like i keep drawing like you know only blue car or only islands and no green sources and i can never cast any of my stuff or i only draw forests and i never see um islands and i can never cast any, any of my stuff so like we laid out his entire his entire deck we counted up his mana base he's playing 24 lands nine forests nine islands four guild gates a hinterland harbor and a breeding pool and god i love i love the sound of this deck (laughs) (laughs) because it's like it's not like you know full of nothing but rare lands it's just it's just like stuff i have dot deck to some degree and i love it that's it's it's very much what it is it warms my heart and that's just what i love playing that kind of magic but continue sorry well, so then we like we lay out like his spells and stuff, and he's playing two more green spells, and he has blue spells. Mm-hmm. But his blue spells are actually stricter on the mana requirements because he's playing essence capture. None mm-hmm. of his green spells require more than a single green mana to do anything. And I'm like, well, your mana base is actually fine for what you're doing. Like, obviously, I tell him, you know, if you had more breeding pools and more hinterland harbors, your mana base would be better. I mean, but yeah. whatever. Water yeah. is wet. Yeah, I explained this. I explained that to him, but I'm like, but your mana base is fine. You're just suffering from variance. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're playing four matches a week at the store, right? Like, that's it. You know, I explained to him that, like, you know, variance is the thing. Like, you need to play enough with the deck to actually figure out if something is a problem. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not to say that you can't just like, you know, there have been times where like I've played a game and I'm just like. Well, I already know this card is garbage. Yeah, right. Like you can use your experience to extrapolate some of this stuff. Like, like mana bases are math, basically. Exactly. Like, like you can look at that and just be like, "Well, this is fine, actually," and stuff like that. You don't do that on feel in a lot of cases. Like, no. You know, like you know, my murder kill deck or something. When I'm when I've been messing with that, like trimming cards here and there and realizing it's like, well, this card's better than I think it is and this card's worse than I think it is and this does do what I want, but this is not as good and, uh, you know, and moving all that stuff around. Like, I think one of the things you disagreed with the first iteration of that deck was I started cutting the um, uh, dead weights. Yes. That card is just not that good. And I could, like, I played a couple games with it and I'm like, I don't think this, I think just a sorcery speed card that does this is just not that good in most of the matchups. And Which is I, still, fair. I still think I'm right on that one. I mean, you also don't run into a lot of Adanto Vanguards and Llanowar Elves, which are the yep. two situations where I really, really like that card. Yeah, and honestly, like the the I would rather just play um uh, the two mana one Moment of Craving, which is fair, even even with the extra mana. Yeah. yeah. So like you know, but it's it's getting that feel thing and understanding what you know what you see more and what you you know all that, but. Yeah, like that, that that's something that a lot of people just don't take into account is like even you know me who plays a lot of magic, you know, I play standard twice a week, usually four rounds. I really don't play enough with any deck that I play. Oh yeah. Like straight up, like I I personally think I get really good with my decks and I have a lot of like experience to fall back on. But when we talk about the actual mathematics behind any opinions I have on a deck, I don't have the reps with the deck. Basically, nobody does. <laughs> yeah. Like, unless you're literally grinding a deck, like, you know, on a professional level, you know, when you're playing at, you know, our level, you're not going to get enough experience with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's where 
um, as you said, experience comes into play. Yep. And there's, know, there's, have a lot of... there's tools you can use to compensate for that lack of reps. Yeah, like I just have a lot of experience with ma- with magic in general, and any mm-hmm. deck I play, I probably played a deck similar to it at some point. Yep. You know, and and you know what? One of the best tools that I have is talking and... to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, you know, just asking people about stuff can really really help. But... Yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, we've found the deck that we think has potential. All right. We've play tested our deck a lot. Where do we want to go from there? Next thing is figuring out, figure out what your deck's weaknesses actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually what's sorry, up? sorry. Continue. Oh, uh, this is actually where, like, you know, the main idea behind this, you know, episode topic came from was where, you know, the kid walked up to me and he lays down three ghost form, uh, which is colorless yep. blue sorcery. Up to two target creatures can't be blocked this turn. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, what do you think of these in my deck?" And I'm like, "Well, what do they do?" And he's like, "Well, I was thinking more of it as like a sideboard option, right? Because I put a lot of counters on a lot of my creatures, so then I can like make like two four power creatures unblockable and like get in, and then it just makes it easier to like try and win." And I'm like, "Well, do you actually think that's a problem for your deck?" He's like, "Well, what do you mean?" <laughs> <laughs> and like that's you know I try to explain to him. I was like, "Well, things like that are only good in like a board stall situation, like." You know, the biggest, you know, and I sort of explained to him, like, I feel like the biggest weakness your deck has is once you fall behind, you're dead. Yeah. Like, his deck, you know, is entirely built around having the best board state. And if he suddenly doesn't have a good board state, he has no catch-up mechanic, which is a big, big problem for his deck. And, I mean, like, he is limited in what he can do, right? He doesn't have a large income. He's, I think, a high school-age kid. You know, it's not like he can go out there and buy Vivians, right? That's just, yep. that is that is not an option available to him. So, like, I'm trying, but I'm trying to help him from that perspective where it's like, Ghost Form doesn't fix anything. And then I, like, I show him sleep. I'm like, this can fix problems for you. Like, not, you know, sleep is not a card that's very, that's like the best when you're behind, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's enough, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I've used that more more than once to tap down my opponent's board so that I can draw into something. Yeah, like sleep can buy you two turns. Mm-hmm. Sleep can, you know, if you're in a board stall, sleep wins you that board stall. Mm-hmm. And if you're ahead, it slams the door in your opponent's face. Yep. You know, and like I'm telling it, you know, I'm trying to explain cards like that to him instead of something like Ghost Form, where literally it's only good exactly in a board stall. Or, ex- or if you're trying to get in, like that last few chips of damage, yeah. Like, and you know, sleep does the same thing but better. Yep. And so, like, that's something that you really, really have to think about when you're trying to make improvements to your deck. Is like, what is what is it you're trying to improve on? What is it that you're trying to hedge in regards to a weakness? Yeah, like I. I feel like that it's so easy to just forget, like, you know, or sometimes even overcompensate in some ways, but, you know, like, in my murder kill deck, it's like, I don't really want to cut something and be like, oh, I need to to eviscerate in here also. Yeah. It's like, I'm playing four murders and, you know, two contempts and four casts down and, like, all this, like, like, stuff. I'm like, what does this do for me? It's just, it's just 
helping my deck be better at what it's it, it's just doing the same thing that I'm doing here. But like when we started including, it's like okay, what is what is a weakness? Everything I have in this deck is one for one removal. Well, yep. in the original one, we put in Plague Mare when token decks were running around that knocked out some of those golden demise cards like that that prop up those problems where it's like, you know, if they play a card that makes two creatures. I have to spend two cards on that. That's a problem, you know? Yeah. It was really hard for you to beat a um, History of Benalia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it made was. Two threats. <laughs> it made two threats, and I had to shoot them both down. And, you know, when you're playing mono, you know, one-for-one one removal the whole time, that just doesn't work. You know? And, I mean, like, the deck also had other weaknesses, like just not being able to beat control. Yeah. But that was one thing we just looked at and went, well... <laughs> that sucks. Right enough. Never <laughs> winning this ever. We'll just write that one off. But like, I mean, and that's you know, the big thing when it moved from mono black to white black, opening up a lot of avenues to be able to deal with, you know, uh, enchantments now and you know other things like that. And you know, you make these, you can look and and attack those weak, get those weaknesses uh, covered a little better. No, that, that was actually like a big thing for you. It's like I, I do remember, you know, one time like you played against a deck that was playing Dawn of Hope. Yep. And it's like you can never beat that card. Yeah, I basically ever. could not ever beat and that it, card. You know, you were a mono black deck. You cannot mm -hmm. deal with non-creature permanents. Yep, basically. And you know, suddenly they they're like Ravnica Allegiance, Orzov, Mortify, and it's like yep. this is a strictly better murder. If you yeah. make the mana work. And the mana work. <laughs> yeah. The mana worketh very good. Yes. Thanks. Bye. There are, there are no mono white <laughs> cards in the deck. No. But, you know, as it's like... I'm oh, sorry? So as there shouldn't be. Exactly. I mean, adding white, make, you know, gave me, like, another answer to um, Carnage Tyrant and, you know, things like that. And, like, Hexproof Threats and stuff like that, too. And I'm... Uh, just and being able to deal with enchantments because previously the only card I had in my deck to deal with enchantments was uh, Meteor Golem, which you still run to this day. Which is still a legit card. <laughs> like at, at least know. in lower tiers. Oh yeah, I mean, like this deck is not a competitive, super high level deck. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd take the deck to F and M because I'm stupid. I've it, considered like... taking the deck to. F and M, or I once considered taking the deck to game day. Like the, the version it is right now, I think it's legit almost. Like depending on the control meta, but there's like one Esper deck. Yeah, like any of the nope. mid range decks, it just stomps them in the head. Plus, didn't you play a best of three against like a Jeskai control deck and then win? Did I? Yeah, because you boarded in like. 13 cards against them oh yeah oh yeah we did make a sideboard for that deck yeah like, it's like all like dawn of hope no was it dawn of hope no it's just you boarded to like an agri control deck <laughs> yeah you boarded into um for adantos for adanto like and like yeah a couple of dawn of hope and shit like that and you're uh, just like bring the beats because who's yeah. gonna keep in board wipes against the mono chupacabra deck yeah no uh, one and then you're it. like a danto vanguard your face in yeah get wrecked <laughs> but, and then they had to like board in their uh cry of the carnariums to deal with that shit and then you're yep. just like sweet i'm just gonna i'm just gonna beat you with other things yeah. now thanks <laughs> cry of the carnarium doesn't match up well against bells and luck 
no, it it does not at all. I mean, it does stop one of my um uh, my wombo combo that let me beat that uh uh black black red control deck, but that was on when I was back on mono black. Yeah, just cycle cycle grave diggers over and over again. The value. I actually played it. Uh, no joke. I actually played against a um uh, with the black white version. Uh, against uh, basically the same deck of of mine, mm-hmm. uh, but worse. Uh-huh. I don't. They were playing bankrupt in blood in their deck. What were they sacking to it? I I have no idea because I went through their entire deck almost and did not see anything special that would do it. But they were just playing like a bunch of the stuff I was, and I actually ended up stalling them out by um uh, cycling grave diggers because <laughs> they kept having to answer it because it would just attack them otherwise and they'd die. <laughs> that is fabulous. Uh, yep. The cycling of Gravediggers has been way more relevant than it has any right to be in a standard format. Or any format. Yeah. Like, does that show up anywhere else? I can't imagine, but... I've, I've heard it's really good and limited. Oh, I bet it would be, yeah. Norm- normally it's on a body that's better than a Gravedigger. Like, so- cycling, like the Nullhide Ferox... Or not Nullhide Ferox. Uh, uh, Baylothrall or whatever it was. Oh, okay. And um, also, well, fi- like Find Broker right now, like that card. Yeah, and like Farika's Mender, like cycling those was actually like a relevant thing back in uh, Theros. Yeah, You're just that's like annoying. Yeah, you know, four five mana four three. Buy back my other five mana four three. Wait for you to kill it. Yep. <laughs> Pink, bang you for two. Doot, doot, yeah. doot. Get there eventually, but okay, so. Yeah. We've, um, uh, we've picked out some of our weaknesses and figured it out, started swapping All right. cards. All right. So, I've, I, you know, going on from that, like, figuring out, like, what your weaknesses are, like, you need to think of cards that actually deal with those weaknesses. Like, don't just, like, board in a, you know, play a different card because, like, you think it's better. Like, think of it along the lines of, like, does this actually fix what the problem is right like if you're really really weak to cry of the carnarium you don't you know you don't you, uh you don't take out your knight of graces and put in adonto vanguards like yeah that's not how that works right mm-hmm. yeah you, know, you have to you have to figure out if what you're trying to replace it with is actually going to be a good replacement and something along those lines is this is this is less about like fixing your weaknesses, and this is more about just like adapting your deck in general. Don't like you always want to be seeing if there's a way to improve your deck, but you need to make sure that what you're doing is actually an improvement and not just a win more. You know, you can, you can. Uh, Ghost Form very much falls along these lines, right? Yep. Where it's like, Ghost Form is not improving your deck. It's helping you win when you're already ahead. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, which, don't get me wrong, a nut draw is something that you want every deck to have the option of having. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you also need to be able to figure out what what actually causes you to lose. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. try and trying to cover on that you know you don't want to just be like well this card's really really good when i'm ahead you know it's like you know i want to play thud in my my limited deck it's like 
Thud is a perfectly reasonable card. Mm-hmm. It's good for reach. But Thud has weaknesses. Thud doesn't fix all your problems. Yeah. Yeah. I I keep telling people that, you know, I, I, I actively like in the Gruul decks running like Galta, Collision Colossus, and Thud. Because it just gives you an out to nug your opponent out of anywhere, right? But yep. one of the big problems with the Gruul decks is they don't have reach. Yep. Like, if your opponent stalls you out, you just die. And mm-hmm. a way to fix that is, you know, Thud is reach. Thud allows you to get through with a creature that couldn't get through before. If you think your opponent has, like, a removal spell, you can cast your big dumb creature and then immediately Thud them with it. Like, you know, they don't have a point of priority to kill said creature. Like, so, you know, instead of Thud being a Windmore card, Thud actually can be the last little bit of reach that you didn't have before. Also, I feel really weird saying Thud so often, because it's such a weird name for a card. <laughs> it is accurate, though. Like, <laughs> sorry, I just, like, realized that as I kept saying it, like, I feel really dumb right now. <laughs> thud. But, like, so, like, the counter, like, so, like, that's a good point, you know, it's like, this gives you something that, that fixes a problem with your deck, and gives you, gives you that, at that, what you, what it needs and everything to move forward. Like, an example of, like, something that just is kind of win more or something, is, uh, when we were looking at the, the murder kill deck and stuff like that, I, I asked about, um, uh, oh, gosh, I can't remember it now, the whiteboard wipe. Uh, the mono whiteboard wipe? Yeah. Cleansing Nova? Yeah, I, I suggested that as a card to put in the deck. And you just basically said you don't need to do that. No. Because you're playing four Mortifies, a Meteor Golem, and then a bunch of kill spells. What is this doing for you? Also, like, yeah. I could put it in there, but it's just doing what my deck already does, and it's just kind of a win more thing when it's like, oh, I can kill all, kill all your stuff or whatever. Yeah, because I think like I think the thought process you had was like, well, I mm-hmm. can hit enchantments if I need to. I'm like, but we shouldn't have to worry about those, and you already yep. have Kai's Wrath. Exactly, yeah. And we have all the stuff to deal with it, and we don't need those. And as soon as you said it, I realized, I'm like, yeah, I, that, that was dumb, and I shouldn't have, you know, <laughs> it was not a card we wanted. But, you know, doing something like that is just, what is it, you know, the, as, as you said, the question is, what is it improving? It's not fixing anything. It's just doing more of what you're doing, but less efficiently. Yeah, I can't really think of a good example but, but, you know, this is something that happens a lot where it's like, you know, like, especially with limited decks, someone will show me a deck and they're like, I think I should play this. I'm like, why? It's just win more. Like, if yeah. that card is good, you're already winning. Yeah, right? there's, there's a lot of them. And I'm like, it's like, I'm trying to pick them out in my head now, too. And it's like, oh, man. what? Yeah, it's like uh, uh, Nikia of the old ways is a really, really good example of this, actually. Oh, yeah. The five mana five five. You can't cast non-creature spells, and lands you control tap for double mana. And someone's, you know, like that card is not that good in limited. Actually, it's a five mana five five. I mean, that's which is good. Something you know. Yeah, you know, that's that's solid stats. But like you're you're running it for the body. Yeah, not being able to cast non-creature spells is a big cost. Yeah, you you know you're playing gruel which means you can't play combat tricks, which is yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, you can't play pump spells and things like that. Like, that is actively detrimental. And the whole thought process is like, okay, you untap with her and you play another land. You have 12 mana. 
you have one card in hand. Yep. Like, if you cast her on curve, and you cast spells, relevant spells, on 2, 3, 4, 5, you know, when, and then you untap, yeah. you know, so, like, you're on the play, you have seven cards in your hand, you've ca- you've played six lands, you've drawn five cards, which means that if you've played out your entire hand, you literally have, like, one or zero cards in hand. Mm-hmm. What is the what is the mana doubling doing for you? Literally nothing. I mean, you're not casting a bane fire with it. <laughs> no, not in that format, at least, right? I mean, not in general, not either, because oh, you yeah. can't cast in... non creature spells. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you know, like what's the best thing you can possibly cast? You like you know, yeah. sure, maybe you live in magical Christmas land and you also have like a hydroid crisis in your deck, but like outside of some crazy BS like that, like you know, and it's not like you know. Oh, I have all this mana. You know, if I have two cards in hand, I can double spell. The thing is, if you're double spelling, one of them is probably a non-creature, right? Yeah, more than likely. It don't but... work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like that's a really really good example of like the concept of win more. It's like this, you know, a card has a really really big splashy effect. Yeah. But it doesn't do anything. You know, that was that's always been my problem with Galta. Actually, it's like, well, if you're casting Galta on curve, aren't you winning anyways? Yeah, you know. It's like you cast a two mana twelve twelve, which means you have ten power of creatures in play already. Yeah. What does it do for you? Yeah, I mean, it's like, Galt- I mean, you, you know, it's like okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not to hate on Galta. I think Galta actually does have a place in certain decks. Like Galta does do relevant things. Yeah, in the fact that Galta does have trample. Yeah, Galta can be which. Yeah, Galta can beat, right? Like, that is, that is one thing Galta does really well, where she is always the biggest thing on the battlefield. Yeah, you know what else Galta does really, really well? Die to cast down. Or not cast down, uh, Mortify, sorry. Yes. Not cast down. <laughs> I was say, I sorry, say, I'm fact, mixing she, up my cards here, I'm like... <laughs> she, in fact, does not die to cast down, and no. cannot die to cast down. Yes, but Mortify, and I do that way more often than I should, probably, but... I suppose if your opponent equipped their Galta with Helm of the Many and then made a token, you could then cast on the token because the token is non-legendary but still named Galta. Sure. Oh, yeah, or Helm of the Hosts. Yeah, Helm, yeah, of the host yeah. Helm of the Many. Host. Yeah, Helm of the Host. There yeah, you go. got it. There you go. You can now cast down a Galta. All right, we did it. You're welcome. Okay. Still dying to the other Galta. <laughs> Still dying to the other Galta. <laughs> yep. Well, no, you mortify that one. Oh, okay. Because you, you had the mortify in hand, but you just wanted to get them. Oh, okay. Because, like, you've had the cast down rotting in your hand the whole time. Yep. And they actually cast their Galta for the full t- uh, 12 mana because they had no creatures in play. So you, you the cast down was just going to waste anyway, so you just wanted to establish dominance on your <laughs> Okay. Actually, if I wanted to do anything, I'd just cast them, uh, uh, consume and whatever it is, the the sacrifice gain life. Yeah. <laughs> that feels really good on Galtas. <laughs> <laughs> Consume's a good card. Yes, that card fixed a lot of problems, but... All right. What do we got next here? All right. So we figured out what we want to play. We figured out our deck has potential. Figured out the weaknesses of said deck. We figured out what is an actual improvement on the deck and what is not. 
but we've only figured that out in our own minds. Mm -hmm. Next question you do, or the next thing you do is go find someone whose opinion you value and trust and ask their opinion. Just like the kid did to me today. <laughs> good, good place to start. <laughs> yeah, good place to start. Find someone who you who you know is you know smarter than you in magic, or at least your equal who thinks differently than you do, yeah. and ask what they think of something. Right, or even somebody worse than you. Hey, they may bring up something. <laughs> it's happened before. It's like <laughs> so, you know, someone like I've seen people who I perceive as worse than me play something that they think is good, and I'm like, that actually is really good. Yeah. Well, shit. I have enough monkeys banging on a typewriter, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like basically just like get opinions is useful. <laughs> yeah. Like this I, I, you know, and the the example I have for this is um uh unexpected. Like we were playing like uh like Bant or something like that at the time. Yeah, we originally were playing Bant. I yeah. remember we were playing White for like board wipes, something stupid, weren't we? Yeah, we were playing it for like uh, Leyline of Sanctity in the board, and no, that didn't matter. There was some White we were playing it for. Well, no, I think it did matter because I was saying we wanted the ability to cast them anyways. Oh yeah, okay. Because I'm a big fan of being able to cast your Leylines when yep. all things go poorly. Yep. But so I think we were playing White for a couple things, but like not really doing it, and then like. One day on Reddit, somebody asked about, like, what is the stupidest deck you've ever played? And I'm like, lol, got you, fam. And, <laughs> like, I some, got you. About I deck. guarantee you it's worse than anything you've ever seen. And so I, like, linked that deck. Um, and somebody's like, they're like, why aren't you running uh, uh, Blast of Genius in this deck? And I'm like, Oh my god. <laughs> like that's a good question. Why am I not running Blast of Genius? And so like we redid the entire deck and made it uh uh teamer. teamer and put in Blast of Genius and Cathartic Reunion, which fixed two big problems of the deck. Well let, fixed fixed is a loose term here. <laughs> fixed is a very loose term here. But it, it <laughs> but it really did prop up a lot. Like you know, when you're going from like point zero 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 one to point zero zero five, like that's a huge jump. Like <laughs> so but like it really did help some parts of the deck. You know, Blast of Genius is castable, which is nice. Um gets rid of the cards in your hand that you don't want does damage is removal cathartic reunion you can cast early to filter through stuff it just it did a lot for the deck actually it was really really weird how much those two like those two card changes changed the entire deck also it's just hilarious how cathartic reunion is basically free yeah because you're just like oh i guess i'll discard these two emeracles yeah it's like i'll discard these two emeracles oh we can shuffle and, back and, in say and then redraw them because that because the, that can happen variants. uh i've done it but yeah i mean you're playing four emeracles in the deck so it's like what do you do man <laughs> win i mean that's win ideal it is boss. god the turn twos just feel so good but <laughs> but like you know just get just talking to people and getting those perspectives and everything really help help you with everything in magic like the more brain power you can get working on something the the faster the problem will be solved and exactly. it's just 
how many problems have we talked like just in this podcast how many times have we said yeah we talked to each other and figured something out like you know working alone is just not a good is not as powerful as working with somebody and when you can just bounce ideas back and forth it just helps so much even to just have a sounding board like a lot of the time i'm not even a person who's like suggesting useful cards and crap for your decks i'm just a person who's there that can you know that you can echo ideas off of to some degree yeah which like you know that's you know you're not even meaning that as like you know self-depreciation that's no. just kind of how i work yeah and it's, it's <laughs> and i think it's useful it's very very useful like I mean, absolutely you know, like, like I did not contribute a lot to Esper or uh, sorry, not Esper, um, to Absent Angels, but like I was there for that deck being being created. Like, <laughs> yeah, which was still just a good time as we're sitting there staring at a train that will never end for all Ever. of eternity. Yep, waiting for so, a train to go by, but questioning yeah. reality, <laughs> building decks, good times. Yep. Like yeah, I don't know. If you want, if you want to hear us talk about this, just go listen to any of our other episodes on us because we talk <laughs> about we talk about collaboration a lot. We do. It's a large part of our success. I'd say so. We'll go with that. Question mark. Question mark. All right. All right, John. So we've done all this stuff, and now we've we've talked to people, got some ideas from that. What do we do now? All right, next up, you install or you download the game called Magic the Gathering Arena. You allow it to update. You spend somewhere around $300. You buy a bunch of packs. Then use the wild cards you get from those packs to build the deck, and then you test that shit. You can skip everything except the last step if you want to. (laughs) The testing it. (laughs) Yeah testing stuff good idea so solid so i know it's not super useful but like just because i don't get to play a lot of magic one of my favorite things to do when i get when we get a new deck idea is i like to build it in um mtg forge and play it there against the their ai Mm -hmm. like basically the it's not a super good indication of how does it play in a format but it's a good indication of how does this deck actually like function from my side if that makes sense like if you're playing through and you're like gosh i seem to be running out of cards maybe i need something that can do that or it's like gosh my opponent played a like six mana two three like and i can't beat that maybe i need to look at this deck like you know or like you kind of get some ideas with very very basic low level things with the deck and that can be really important actually yeah He's not joking with a six mana two three. Playing against forge decks, you will literally run into things like that. Oh yeah, I I was playing one deck. I was testing, and I lost to like the just the trashiest deck ever. Like it made draft decks look bad, and <laughs> and like it, it's nice because you can stop and go, okay, these are these are some of the just base level problems that I don't have to waste my time messing with at F and M or on Arena or whatever. Like I can hash out some of these details or make tweaks or just realize hey it's variants too but and you can get a lot of reps in which is nice yeah and it's free (laughs) but it's free you just have to figure Mm -hmm. out how to actually unzip the goddamn 
file, and which I can never do. I don't know how you have so many problems. Let's talk about me and technology. Yeah, we're not going to do that. But but like, I think, yeah, like one of the best things for testing, though, ever is Arena. Like putting something together and running through it with that gives you a really, really, really good idea of how your deck can play. And like, it's legit practice. I mean, that's how I got good with Snake was playing it on Arena. Yep. You got pretty good with Snake. I got okay with it. Solid, solid passable. I'll take it. <laughs> fitty, fitty, fitty. Fitty, fitty. Hey, I did pretty good with that one, so I am I am pretty proud of myself for that still. The Danger Noodle. I miss Danger Noodle. Me too. That <sighs> was that was a good deck. That was good times. It was. I think we good should existence. like. I think we should just start calling all Golgari decks Snakeless Snake. I would be way more for that than is reasonable. <laughs> uh, mono bird aggro. All right. <laughs> so, all right. We're testing the hell out of our decks. What do we do after that? We're just good, right? Nothing ever changes. Uh, nope. Once the deck's locked in, you, you never do anything. That's what we do with Snake. Yep. We're just never, like... Never walk off <laughs> totally never once changed anything about that deck at any point ever nope. except uh <laughs> except completely cut a card that we were playing that is actually a four of in today's standard due to power level and decide to play what is highly considered to be one of the best cards in the entire standard format as a one of because we wanted to give it a shot because we were on that Vivian shit before anyone. I, I'll be honest, Just I read saying. Vivian and I'm like, God, this Planeswalker kind of sucks. <laughs> I did too, and then I'm like, well, we're already playing four Adventurous Impulse. What if we just cut one and played her instead? Right? Because her tick-up's basically Adventurous Impulse, right? But she's a Planeswalker, and Planeswalkers have value to them. Yep. Then you play her and it's like, oh my god, this card. <laughs> the card's an Adventurous Impulse and a Thrashing Brontanon. And also it's, makes my opponents go insane because it's a planeswalker. Yeah. So you're saying it's an adventurous impulse, which is like the glue that holds the deck together. It's a thrashing Brontodon, which we were already playing four in the main because it was so goddamn good. I, I played a fifth. <laughs> and the ultimate one on one every game ever. Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah. 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 Like you basically almost never got time to activate that, but who cares? Like yeah. I mean, yeah, because you won before it mattered. Yeah, God. <laughs> like That deck was so don't... insane that Jade Light Ranger was not good enough for the deck. That's, like, the best part. I, lo I love that so much. Like, I love it. I like, we, and, like, we're just like, yeah, Jade Light Ranger is, like, a super good card, but it's just not good enough, like, to put in this deck. Like, we just have cards that are just better. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I want Snake back. Maybe we'll just get a uh, Arena Modern. I would place Danger Noodle in Arena Modern like crazy. <sighs> okay. I've been doing a lot of thinking about how good that would be. I don't even care. Real talk. Okay. Oh, not not even like not not even like I think it's actually would be like I think it actually would be really good. Oh, okay. Good. That's a, that's better for me then because then I could play a deck that doesn't suck. But. 
Just the raw power of that deck is insane. Yeah. It's just jun junding the jundiness almost without the red. Like, okay. So, <laughs> to get back onto the point though, like, pay attention to the new cards that are coming out. Yes. Like, we talked about getting perspective and looking at old cards, obviously, and saying, oh, maybe this is something that we just forgot about and put in there. But, like, I mean, we get spoilers and we can parse all the cards and there's lots of people talking about where cards should go. It's worth looking at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, that is that is the end result of our little spiel about yeah. random shit is, like, you know, new cards come out. And just because your deck, like, that snake deck was insanely good. Yes. Didn't mean we couldn't improve it. And it's not even just new cards. Sometimes you have to, have to like think back on cards that you know you considered for the deck previously, but decided it weren't good enough. Like formats change, mm -hmm. and suddenly you know it's like, well, maybe you don't want to play Lava Coil anymore. Maybe Lightning Strike is better. You know. Yeah. Like another stupid example of this is um uh, uh of just how formats change. My Murder Kill deck, the original incarnation of it, ran three fungal infections the card was gas dude it was awesome it was like one of the best cards in the deck because everything was like an x1 yep and format rotate like a you know, new set came out format rotated or whatever the card was absolutely unplayable yeah suddenly everything becomes an x2 and it's yep. just like eh and it, like not even it's just all like x2s X2. and x3s it's just like yeah. x2 with first strike yeah you can still trade with an x2 yeah like but, uh, yeah, it was just it, it was ridiculous how like how big that shift was. I mean, even you know, with just some of the changes to um, uh, like uh, you know, we put in a lot of uh, gold. Like I, I really put heavy in the golden demise and the plague mirror and stuff like that for you know when the token deck was around. But they're kind of gone-ish. They're not as big now. Mm -hmm. So like now, I kind of moved away from some of those. Um, I'm not playing Plague Mirror anymore straight up. I also got Kai's Wrath, though, which helps a long ways. But, like. Yeah, you don't need to play the three mana board wipes when you yeah. have a four mana board wipe that hits mm -hmm. more stuff, right? Or my six mana board wipe. But. Or that. That, yeah. The, it's that only kind sense. of a board wipe most of the time. Like, I basically play that card, kill half my opponent's creatures, and then attack them and just wipe their board because they have to scoop up and go play another game somewhere else i was nice. super 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 freaking stoked because i was playing singleton um and slammed together that black white deck i think i told you this already but i don't care i'm gonna say it on the podcast but like uh was picking my opponent down and got them down to like five and i had one of the seraph of the scales in play yep and i'm like and my opponent, I think that turn my opponent had played like a ton of crap or something like that. And I'm just like, I literally have to top deck my my one of Kaya's Wrath or I just die. Like, I think I was playing against another Golgari deck and it was like a Karn, I was facing down like a Carnage Tyrant and stuff like that. I'm like, I got one attack and I rip off the top AM, uh, uh, the artifact. Um, God, I can't remember it now. The six man uh... artifact. Oh, the Immortal Sun? The Immortal Sun, slam that, attack him for five and kill him. <laughs> uh, NBD. It, it felt so good. It's just like, boop. 
exaxes. But yeah, that is, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, so there we go. <laughs> John, Ooh, yeah. you got anything else to say about this? or? I think I'm good, actually. I think we covered it pretty good, actually. I'm kind of kind of happy with this, but all right. Yeah. Basically, if you want to fix your deck, just actively think about your deck. Yeah, putting like mental effort into stuff actually goes a long way. Pro tip, yeah. pro life tip. <laughs> don't don't get blinded by the new shiny. That's something also. About, yeah. Think about like what you actually need stuff so yeah like it's it's really easy to look in and have a best case scenario mentality on some of those cards and they just don't do anything they're just w the win more cards as we talk about um you know and pay attention to that it's like when a um, uh, assassin's trophy was spoiled everybody was crapping their pants and basically like it can blow up land and basically saying like no card is playable ever again because assassin's trophy exists like it can kill it can kill a card. Yep. It can kill an Urza's tower. And I think we were playing like we started coming up. We're like, yeah, the the card's super super good. It's probably just a two of though, in most yeah. decks. And everybody's like, no, four of. We would play thirteen of these. And like cards, cards great. Black green is unplayable. Yep. And it ended Next up as much. like it ended up as like a two of in decks. Yep. Like and it's like okay, cool. The card. Cool, the card is not even powerful enough to see play as more as like outside of the sideboard in standard. In standard, mm -hmm. it just doesn't matter. It's insane. I <laughs> uh, love it. I love it. Like out of every format that it should probably see play in, you think standard to be like, all right, yeah, you know, this card's really powerful in standard, right? Yep. You know, I have a single basic land in the entirety of my Esper mid-range deck. You know how good the card is against me? It's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, it gets boarded in, boarded in against me because it's a removal spell. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll kill you with my, you know, beef of sanities. Yeah, don't rant but... me, bro, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I got to play with beef of sanity in the limited game, finally. Feels good. Oh, God, that card is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like this is everything I've ever wanted. Yeah, I was like, at first I was like, this card's kind of stupid, and then I played with it. I'm like, oh my god! But you're saying I get to cast the best spells in your deck and my deck? <laughs> oh, that yeah. Oh, I don't know. I only went like four and three with that deck because I didn't really have like a solid win con, but like I just drafted like a um. Uh, uh, Demir deck. Um, yep. And I did, uh, like, the deck was okay-ish. Um, but one game I, I got to go off, I just kind of got to go off because I had the House Guild Mage, the, um, uh, uh, the Phantasm that gets a counter whenever you surveil, and then, yep. and then pass while adept. <laughs> Seems fine. Yeah, my opponent did not last long after my Phantasm could attack. <laughs> Shocking turn of events. Attacking your opponent with a 30-30 yeah. kills him. Also, I had that stupid enchantment out, the one that lets you get extra surveils. Because I had like a billion surveils in my deck and it was actually good, yep. I think. 
Um, I think that deck is good if you have like at least nine or ten surveil. Cards. I think that's about where I was at. Like, I I was uh, one game I, I played. It was a really long grindy game, but I was down to like ten cards in my deck or something like that. It was just just great. But <laughs> yeah, so so there's all my cool un- stories. I guess that's all I did. Unrelated. Okay. I was just cleaning up my monitors while I was listening to you talk because I decided that they were dirty. Okay. The one with Zencaster on it is now so bright it hurts my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, Zencaster is a pure white. It's web just page. a white web page, yeah. But okay. Well, that's <laughs> my dis- screen that, might have been a little. That's dirty. disgusting. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, I should. Probably- yeah, mine, um, I keep thinking that I have a dead pixel on my screen, but it's actually just a piece of gunk that's on there that I haven't wiped <laughs> off yet. And I keep noticing it and thinking it's like something on different games and programs and stuff like that. So I'm right there with you. Mine's probably gross. More, more yeah. gross, but... All right, cool. Well, on that note, um, if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send us an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. You can catch us at Twitter at thelocometapc. Uh, the website is thelocometa.com. You can hit us up there and catch all of our episodes um check out the Robert, discord join our discord <laughs> yeah come check out our discord we're in it fairly often um we post messages sometimes i've posted a couple decks who knows what else we'll post but yeah it's uh, it's sweet come check it out say things yeah robert was like can you direct challenge Peter? or can i like challenge you on arena i'm like yeah totally he's like oh this is my name I'm like get on my discord Get on my it's Discord, like, yeah. It's like, I don't even have Discord. I only have it on my tab. I'm like, well, too bad. Join my Discord. If you want to direct challenge me, it's free. Say say it in the Discord. I will direct challenge you. Yep. Yep. And but... then I will crush you beneath my mighty heel. Sure. That'll happen. But yeah. Man, but... I play Thief of Sanity, so I like it. It's hard to lose when you, when you cast that card. Cast down dive down response another cast down because yes i always have them <laughs> three, <Spell fears>. three mortifies <laughs> uh, god damn it that was great but all right yeah. john any last words no i'm good cool all right we will catch you next time